Welcome to the sermon podcast from Beaver Parish Church. Good morning everyone uh, and welcome to the first time we've ever tried to do this uh, from Beaver Parish Church. Uh, so I have Janice here on my right and Rodney here on my left and uh, we're, we're going to lead us through an act of worship together. Uh, and try to catch up a wee bit on on some of the things that are going on. So we hope you're enjoying the um, screen that you're on and there are a few other wee bits and pieces there that you can have a look at. You can click on notes and you'll see the Bible reading and some of the prayers that we're going to be using later and there's a response to that. There's a prayer room you can go to and that's completely confidential. Uh, Paul and Ruth are there uh, waiting to hear what you would like prayer for and they can pray for you or uh, keep a record of that and we can pray after for you. You'll be able to comment and join in at the end of the service. Uh, there's an, an, the possibility of staying on uh, for a little bit of a chat and something like that. But what I'd like us to do uh, right at the beginning is I'm going to take the risk of starting a song uh, that's very well known to everybody and if you want to join in with it at home uh, feel free to do that. I'm just going to sing one verse and we'll sing a bit more of it towards the end. So it's be still uh, for the presence of the Lord. Be still for the presence of the Lord. The Holy One is here. Come bow before him now with reverence and fear. In him no sin is found. We stand on holy ground. Be still for the presence of the Lord. The Holy One is here. Let's just be quiet for a moment. Lord, we always have a sense that when we gather together, that you are actually with us. And yet your promise is that you're with us wherever we are. So today, more than ever, we just want to sense your presence with us as we are scattered abroad in our homes and in other places, but not all in the same place. So we thank you that we can be absolutely certain that your presence is with us in that amazing way, even though we're not in the same place. So please be with us and guide us even in these few moments together. Amen. Now, every week, our Sunday club, meeting out in the church hall, uh, gather together and they worship together and they learn together and they make arts and crafts together and they have good fun together. But every month, they have a, um, a memory verse. And the memory verse that they've been learning this month is just absolutely right for this moment. So... If I can remember the memory verse, I'm going to tell you that right now, and then Janice and I are going to teach it to you. And the memory verse is from Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, but it goes like this. Do not be anxious about anything, but through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. Philippians 4, verse 6. So let's just repeat that together. See if you can remember that one. And you can look it up in the notes. Um, be anxious about... No, 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 no. 
No. And you've got the word wrong. It's by not through. Okay. Do not be anxious about anything, but by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Philippians 4, verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Philippians 4, verse 6. Now, I'm hoping you're getting that in the midst of this. So, we're going to try it again, except we're going to invite you to do something. So, would you just watch this? Do not be anxious about anything. Now, get that. It's do not. It's like pushing something away. Be anxious. It's like a claw clutching at your heart, the place where we feel the anxiety. Do not be anxious and then this peaceful about anything. This is Makaton. It's a form of sign language, but it allows us to communicate uh, and to be able to share these words with one another in a very meaningful way. Do not be anxious about anything. But, it's like switching something over. But, through, by, prayer and petition. And you notice that's a little shake of the hands. By prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Present your request to God. Then you make a P. Philippians 4 verse 6. Let's try that again. Do not be anxious about anything, but by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Make your requests, present your requests to God. Philippians 4 verse 6. Now, Keep that in your mind because we're going to finish right at the end with that as well. But Janice is now going to read us the passage of scripture from Philippians that that verse comes from. This reading is a letter from Paul to the Philippians. These are his words. Philippians chapter 4, beginning at verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. And the peace of God will be with you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I'd like to share with you two little thoughts this morning. And the first thought is about that passage of scripture and the verse that we've been learning. 
it might be reasonable for any of us to think, what right has St. Paul to say to people like us, do not be anxious about anything? Uh, has he any idea how difficult it is for us? Does he have any idea what we might be facing as individuals, as families, as friends, as a community, even as a church? The, the difficulties that lie ahead for us all. Now let me give you just a little bit of background to where and when Paul was writing. Where he was writing from was a prison. Uh, Paul spent three uh, times of his life in prison. And this was probably the third one and the last one. And it may have lasted as long as two years. And when he writes uh, in this letter to the church in Philippi, uh, he writes very openly about the fact that he is in prison. In the first chapter, in four different verses, he speaks of being in chains, of having guards around him, uh, of being in a place where he's very vulnerable and where people are taking advantage of him from outside of the prison who are undermining his work and all sorts of things because they, there was nothing he can do about it. But he speaks very clearly about actually being in chains. So you've got to think of a fairly grim kind of prison experience that Paul is going through. But more than this grim prison experience, Paul is writing at a time when it's probably more than a suspicion to him, but that he knows this is his last time in prison. And his last time in prison will lead to his execution. And it is not going to be a pleasant end. And in the midst of these days and weeks and perhaps months, when he is facing all of this personal difficulty and all that it will mean to his friends and his churches and other people around him, he is able to say, do not be anxious about anything. But it's not just put away those feelings. It's, there's an instruction with it. But that we change over to something else. There's a, a way to unlock this lack of anxiety. And it's by prayer and petition with thanksgiving that we bring our requests, we bring our need, we bring our situation to God. And right at the end of that passage of Scripture, we're told that the peace of God will be ours. So that's part of what we're trying to do in these moments, in these days. And in a few moments, Rodney's going to lead us in prayer. And we're going to bring our requests to God and allow his peace to come. But the second thought that I wanted to share with you today, and uh, maybe on a slightly different note, is that uh, wherever you are listening to this, and uh, we do want to welcome you from wherever you've come today to be with us. And I know people in Beaver have been part of this, and we've been joined today by people from St. Christopher's uh, who want to be part of what we're doing here today as well. And you're very welcome. Uh, wherever and whoever you are. But I'm imagining as well that you will have passed the link to this on to other people. And there may be people, maybe not watching live, but watching this at some other point, maybe from other churches or maybe from no church. And you're watching this and wondering, what are those Christians up to or what is going on there? But when it comes to praying and wanting to know God's peace in our lives, I think sometimes... Uh, we imagine that someone like the minister up front, well, you would expect him to say something like that, and you would expect him to understand and experience the peace of God. But what about me? Maybe I haven't been that close to church activity. Maybe I haven't been very often. Maybe I feel that my prayer life has been weak. Maybe my own sense of personal faith uh, hasn't been what it could be. 
Maybe you've wandered into this online and you've never been at anything like this before and you're thinking, how could I even expect God to listen to me? In a sense, it's a bit like those queues at supermarkets. The person at the front, you would expect, will get the goodies. The person at the back may not get very much. And you may be feeling like you're a person somewhere down the queue, and maybe a bit distant from this peace, this sense of God's presence with us. So Jesus told us a story in Matthew chapter 20. I'm not going to read it to you. I'm going to tell you the story. He told a story about someone who owned a vineyard and it was the time to bring in the grapes and they needed workers. So they went down to the uh, marketplace where the workers would wait hoping to be hired for the day and they went down first thing in the morning as soon as dawn was up and they hired anybody they could find and sent them down to the, the vineyard and said and told them the price, the money that they would pay them for the day's work. The, the work was on the go, uh, but they realized they weren't going to get it all in that day. So later in the day, the owners of the vineyard went back to the marketplace. And some people had turned up who, for whatever reason, hadn't made it first thing in the morning. Maybe they were just a bit slower at getting going in the morning. And they hired them and sent them down to the vineyard and made a promise of what they would pay them for their day's work. Later on in the day, lunchtime, into the early afternoon, still they needed more workers. They went down to the, vin down to the marketplace, hired more workers, sent them down to the vineyard. Right through to tea time, they kept rehiring and hiring more people and making a promise to them. Right through to the end of the day. Then when the day's work came to a close, they invited everyone to queue up uh, to get their money. And they started with the people who had worked the shortest period of time. And they gave them the amount of money that had been promised for the day. And then the next group of people who started a bit earlier than them. And they gave them the same amount of money. Now they gave them exactly what had been promised. But everybody was getting the same amount for the day's work. And then as people find their way to the front of the queue, right through to the people who had been there from dawn. And they were given what they had been offered but they were really really wound up because it was the same as the people who came right at the end of the day now that seems incredibly unfair but everybody got everything that the vineyard owners had promised and the point of it is that it doesn't matter how late you come to this you still get the care and attention of God and that is our gospel message. That is what we're living with. That it doesn't matter whether you've been praying on your knees for days, weeks, months, whether you've been following Jesus for a long, long time and giving sacrificially of your life and your energy forever. Or you're a person today and you've just come to this scene. Or maybe you've come very anxious and you're not sure that your faith is strong. We all come to that same God who loves us, loves us equally, loves us with all the care and all the attention that he could give to any one of us, no matter what we have ever done. So it doesn't matter whether you think you've been at the front of the queue for many years, or maybe you've discovered your way, way at the back of the queue. God's love is the same for all of us. And today can be the first time and that precious moment. We want to just be still for a moment. And I'd like to uh, just pray something gently and then Rodney will take us into our prayers for today. 
So just have a sense of reaching out to God. Whether you've been doing this a long time, or whether this is the first time, or something in between. Lord, we reach out to you. And invite you to pour your love, your forgiveness, your life, your peace into each one of us. Now, Rodney's going to lead us in our prayers. And if you click on the little notes part of the screen you're on, the prayers should open and you'll see that there is a response. And Janice and I will lead us in the responses. So Rodney, would you like to lead us in prayer? Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, we ask you to protect us from the spread of the coronavirus. You are powerful and merciful. Let this be our prayer. Have mercy on me, my God. Have mercy on me. For in you I take refuge. I take refuge in the shadow of your wings until the disaster is past. Lord of peace, we remember those living in coronavirus hotspots and those currently in isolation. May they know your presence in their isolation, your peace in their turmoil, and your patience in their waiting. Prince of peace, you are powerful and merciful. Let this be their prayer. May, May your, your mercy come, come quickly, quickly to meet us. us. For we are in desperate need. Help us, Lord our Saviour, for the glory of your name. God of all comfort and counsel, we pray for those who are grieving, reeling from the sudden loss of loved ones. May they find your fellowship in their suffering, your comfort in their loss, and your hope in their despair. We name before you those known to us, who are vulnerable and scared, the frail, the sick, and the elderly. God of all comfort, you are powerful and merciful. May this be our prayer. He has delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us again. On him we have set our hope that he will continue to deliver us. God who heals, we pray for all medical professionals dealing daily with the increased pressures of this crisis. Grant them resilience and weariness, discernment and diagnosis, and compassion upon compassion as they care. We thank you for the army of researchers working steadily and quietly towards a cure. Give them clarity, success, and unexpected breakthroughs. Would you rise above this present darkness as the sun of righteousness, with healing in your rays? May this be our prayer. Sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. God of all wisdom, we pray for our leaders, the World Health Organization, national governments and local leaders too. 
heads of schools, hospitals, and other institutions. Since you have positioned these people in public service for this hour, we ask you to grant them wisdom beyond their own wisdom to contain this virus, faith beyond their own faith to fight this fear, and strength beyond their own strength to sustain vital institutions through this time of turmoil. God of all wisdom and counsel, you are powerful and merciful. May this be our prayer. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. May the words of Psalm 91 be a blessing. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his fathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. Answer me when I call you, my righteous God. Give me relief from my distress, and have mercy on me, and hear my prayer. May the Lord God Almighty, who loves us, protect us. May Jesus Christ, his Son, who died for us, save us. And may the Holy Spirit, who broods over the chaos and fills us with his presence, intercede for us and in us for others at this time. The Lord will rescue me from every evil attack and will bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Let's sing verses 2 and 3 of Be Still for the Presence of the Lord. So this verse is Be Still for the Glory of the Lord. Be still for the glory of the Lord is shining all around. He burns with holy fire, with splendor he is crowned. How awesome is the sight, our radiant King of light. Be still for the glory of the Lord is shining all around. Be still, for the power of the Lord is moving in this place. He comes to cleanse and heal, to minister his grace. No work too hard for him. In faith receive from him.
be still, for the power of the Lord is moving in this place. Be still, for the power of the Lord is moving in this place. Our Father, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Now, we're nearly finished, uh, so if you want to know about things that are happening rather than me telling you lots of things, uh, if you're watching this online, you've obviously been to either our Facebook group or page or you've been on our website. Uh, there should be lots of things turning over there, becoming new things as we work our way along. And some of the ideas that we're already trying to base uh, the, this next couple of months of church life around. So do have a wee look there uh, and uh, see what's going on there and try to keep up with it all. Now, before we go, let's do it one more time. Do not be anxious about anything. But by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests before God. Philippians 4, verse 6. Okay. Do not be anxious about anything. Let's believe it. Let's walk in the strength of it. And let's do all the things that we know we're supposed to be doing to try to come through this well and strong and together. Amen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ. Amen. Now that you're going in peace to love and serving the Lord, uh, you normally head for the family centre for a wee cup of coffee and a chat. Well, sure, why not uh, go and make yourself a cup of tea or grab whatever you've got around you. Uh, and let's continue the chat because you can start to type and uh, interact a wee bit with one another. And uh, feel free to do that for another few minutes. And there are people there uh, to welcome you and to guide you and to keep the chat going. So thank you. Thank you for listening. To hear previous weeks and for more information, go to beaverparish.co.uk forward slash sermons.